Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast episode 175 for the week of April 30th, 2011. I'm your host, Chris Privetier, and here I've got a special. We're panel. rolling, rolling. Everyone oh. is rolling. We're rolling. rolling on the podcast. Right. Good. We, we, I screwed that up for you. Oh, I needed that, that earlier. Really, yeah. yeah. You, you needed to have it screwed up because you screw up mine oh, every right. time you're on it. Right. Every time. And that, of course, everybody, is Sean Lucifer Cooper from Lucifer.com. I hate you all. I still do. Nope. Still do. Checking. Still do. Still do? Wait, what yep, about now? Still hating. Okay. Still hating. All right, good, good. Also, hating the show, Anna Marie Newfeld. Couldn't even bother to be on last week. <sighs> or the week before. Or the week before. Yeah, what's because up with that? I was working. I've been going for months. You've been making mad lobster bucks, haven't you? What are lobster bucks? That's enough cash that you can go out and buy lobsters. Um, and and lobster is super cheap here. Well, <laughs> I've been <thinking. laughs> I'm in the Midwest. You need mad bank for lobster cash. Right. Yeah, well. <laughs> and mad bank. Mad bank. Uh, shut up. Um, Standards slipping at this site, I see. <laughs> yes, apparently. And finally, Emmanuel Marino, our own superstar. What are you doing? Are you a professional or not? I, I, I don't, what? What did I do? He's no, become sorry. an infomercial. Awesome. It's just the way Lucifer jumped in there. I was thinking, oh, this this has a Christian Bale rant written all over it. Oh, is that, is that part of the Christian Bale rant? <laughs> I don't, I'm professional. <laughs> awesome. All right, well, we've got a show for you today. I, I'm not even going to make guarantees it'll be good. I won't promise it'll be bad, at least, though. So you can live with that. I'm uh, working on that. Yeah, right you're now. working on Sean's working on making it real bad. So the first <laughs> off... Holy crap, the frickin' PSN is still down. Screw me. What's a PSN? PlayStation Network. What is it? Is it a game? I've never even heard of it. What does it do? Oh, it's it a- is a game. Um, it's on, like, Second Life. You, you hang around and you buy little shirts and Oh, hats. God, it sounds awful. Why would anyone use that? Who cares if it's down? Screw it. Because, <laughs> unfortunately, it's my gateway to playing Portal 2. <gasps> on my PC. You didn't with buy it for the PC, did you, Chris? I bought the PS3 version because it was going to be so awesome. Oh, my gosh. Gabe Newell got on stage in front of me. I was there, and he said, this will be the best version of Portal 2. Gabe Newell is overweight, and you can't trust what overweight people say. They'll say anything to get a burger. He was overweight. And Kevin Butler did hand him a burger as he left the stage. A burger and a Coke, actually. You see? You see? I didn't. I knew it. I didn't put it together then, Sean. I I didn't put it together. So what did Kevin Butler have to say about PSN being down? Oh wait, he's not nothing. A real person. Yeah, he's not a real person. <laughs> <laughs> As such, he's not going to reply to stuff like. You know what? That is the best. What is his Twitter account name? Just Kevin, Kevin Butler? Butler, isn't it? Yeah, or maybe it's VP Kevin Butler. I mean, like... yeah, I'm wondering if it's like V Kevin Butler or something. Yeah, it's not just Kevin Butler. That one's an empty. Let's see, V Kevin Butler. <clears throat> Last go. tweet, April 22nd, a retweet of the update on PlayStation Network services. And let's see. On the 20th of April, his Twitter page was verified. They verified the Twitter page of a fake person. <laughs> After the verified program kind of ended, as far as anybody knew, he gets a verified... What the hell is up with Twitter? Yeah, so he stopped posting anything funny or cheerful on April 20th, which well, was no wonder. when it went down. <laughs> he had nothing happy to say anymore. 
I mean, it, right now it only does nothing. So <laughs> it only does zero one seven a two four eight three Apparently. <laughs> Man, Anna, are you typing an angry letter to Kevin Butler? Are I you that angry is. about PSN? She's so oh, shoot. About- I'm sorry. I didn't realize I wasn't <laughs> muted. No, we're, we're talking about the, the PSN stuff in the in the chat because they're talking about things like uh, the, the FBI and the Department of Homeland Security have sort of jumped on board on this now, too. Good. So uh, – I hope they catch a little – Oh, you were – Now, now they've determined that it's cyber terrorism. Well, before, before the show, you were about to rant about something in relation to this, Anna. What was it? Lawsuits. Oh, the people that are trying to sue Sony. Yeah. The, the class no action suit is going to fail because it has stupid merits. Like? Um, the whole I, the, Basically, the original argument of the class action suit was that Sony didn't tell them soon enough. Okay. And it's but like... Now we know they did. <laughs> they now told we us know right they away. Did. They, they told us as soon as they could confirm the fact that, hey, these accounts are compromised. Or I think within like a twelve-hour window, I think they found out like Saturday or like Wednesday night and told us Thursday morning, sort of idea. The assertion could be they should have told us as soon as they knew there was a risk the accounts were compromised. Well, number There's one, a risk every day. Not, yeah, right. Number one, they're not legally liable to do so. Mm. Number two, PR one hundred and one. Don't tell people something might have happened because if a week later oh, you have no, to no, turn no. PR and legal don't get along though, Anna. Because if a week later you have to say, oh, no, wait, it really didn't, no one's going to believe you. But, I mean, this, this, the whole... was sort of, this was sort of a discussion that I was having along Twitter and Facebook and now the IRC chat where it's like people seem to be very insistent that they should have told us earlier. And I'm like making air quotes as I say that. It's like they weren't in a position to tell us earlier. And at this point, they feel confident saying, no, none of the credit card information got out. So people are like, oh, all this stuff happened over the long weekend. It's like, yes, long weekends in the U.S. are when the most amount of fraud occurs. So the fact that the PSN went down over a long weekend and then your credit card was stolen does not is not a correlation. It's how uh, credit card fraud works. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm looking for? Oh, where did they put it? I'll just have to go to CNET to get the link. So, are you, are you looking for a fart app? Because I can I can give you several. Uh, not quite. There's one called Fart, and there's also one called Fart Piano, which I'm told is excellent if you want to. Oh, is that like a piano? Yeah. Yeah, but you can. It's with farts with instead, fart, Chris. Yeah. instead. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty sad. So, no, what I'm looking for is the right way to handle this. Let's see, Amazon did something oh, really awesome. You yeah. know what's been being passed around for a while is um, it, seem, it seems like a lot of the industry insider, like like big guys like John Davidson, um, have been passing around this article on Gama Sutra, this opinion piece by Colin Campbell. Uh, PlayStation brand faces an uncertain future. Anyone Has anyone read that yet? I read a little bit of it, and I sort of I, – I, I think I get the general idea of where he's moving towards, but mm-hmm. – I think people might be overblowing how tough this is going to be on Sony. Oh, since you're more articulate than I am, could you, I actually didn't read it. <laughs> so could you give me a quick little idea of what it's about? No way. I'm not bailing your story butt out. <laughs> I was trying to read it really quickly, but I was just distracted by your iFart apps. So here, here, here's what you do. If you have crap like this go down, you do like Amazon did. Amazon has like a 2,000-word post on their AWS, it's their Amazon Web Services website, Admittedly, you 
seem to have to look for the link to it on the front page. I don't know about that. They go to every single technical explanation of why all their websites were down for a few days. And at the very end, they do the following. We want to apologize. We know how critical our services are to our customers' businesses, and we will do everything we can to learn from this event and use it to drive improvement across our services. Uh, blah, 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 blah. So they actually apologize. They give people service credit. They tell people all the technical issues of exactly what went down, everything that they can divulge, and, and basically answer every outstanding question people had about the Amazon Web Services outages. What did Sony right. do? They sent I you a, a letter. Is... They sent you an email that said, yeah, your stuff's stolen and we regret the inconvenience. Like, what? You regret the inconvenience? <laughs> the yeah, inconvenience I mean, they, of my they credit? They definitely dropped the ball on getting the apology out there. but They didn't even apologize. Can... Sony has not actually said sorry. Okay. That's bad. Yeah, they just said, we regret the inconvenience. <laughs> You know what upsets me, too, is that the email came... I mean, you could say about when... I, I know, Annie, you have some valid points about when they notified us, but at the, at the very least, they, for, the, for the longest time, the only real source of information was on the, the PlayStation blog, which I'm sure many PlayStation yeah. users have part, no idea even exist. Part of that is because if they have, like, 70 million users on the PlayStation network, it takes a while to get all the emails out. I just got mine yesterday. Yeah. If you do it too fast... Um there's a lot of services across the internet that will block you and blacklist you as a spammer. It's really stupid. But we've actually How do you know that. this, Chris? Our newsletter got blocked by a number of email services when we Good switched job. when we switched uh, mail servers. It's like, what the hell is this new mail server just sprung up and started emailing 2,000 people or whatever. I forget how many people are on our newsletter. Some large number. Yeah. Yeah. We, regret, we thank you for your patience as we complete our investigation of this incident and regret any inconvenience. Yeah, screw you, Sonny. So when my bank, was it a bank or a credit card company, lost a, a backup tape of my uh, that contained all my personal data, uh, didn't have credit card numbers, but had all my other personal data on it, you know what they did? They paid for two years of uh, credit monitoring for me, or maybe 18 months. You know what Sony's done? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Oh, wait, no, they're, Chris. They're considering ways to make it up to users. Yeah, they're considering incentives. What? Chris. They're going to give us a free copy of, um, of that stupid... Flow! <laughs> no, a flow? <laughs> yeah, what was the stupid one you got when Xbox was down? Um, that underwater game that nobody likes. Hydrophobia? Um, or no. no uh, the other one. It was made by... Uh, I remember uh, it, too. Demon, right? Bad. Begin with A, and I don't remember what it was. Aqua crappy. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Nobody liked it. It was awful. <laughs> it was awful. But that's that was your thank you for Xbox Live. Undertow. Thank you. Undertow. Aha. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, that's what we'll get, Wolf. We'll get a copy of Sewer Shark. <laughs> you get the expansion to flow. Not the actual game, just the expansion. Yeah, just, just the free DLC to Yeah, we'll <laughs> you have to Super buy Jesus says we'll get pain DLC. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. So, Chris, did you actually uh did you have a lot of personal information in PSN? Well, did I mean, you, uh, I had a credit card on there and and all that. So as much as anyone else, why did you? I'm just wondering, like, did you go to the, the some of the lengths that other people have gone, canceling credit cards, changing passwords on every other account? Le- um, I've changed passwords on my on a, on any important account I have that shared passwords with that account. 
Um, mm-hmm. I just realized I probably shouldn't say what accounts those are. Cause I know. <laughs> um, and I canceled my credit card last night, and I signed up for... Actually, I, I found the link to the credit monitoring service that bank had paid for and went ahead and renewed it because I was able to do that for 5 bucks a month or 50 bucks a year, actually. So for less than the price of Xbox Live, my credit is protected from PlayStation 3. <laughs> That's the way I look at it. <laughs> It's a good deal. <laughs> TSN and front monitoring, it's a good deal. So if you're wondering, if you are out there and you want to know, um, the service I got is called Triple Alert from Experian. It is not on their front page because it's their cheap service and they don't want you to know about it. So in order to find it, you have to like click a... It's so stupid. Let's see. You could go view all products. No, that doesn't do it. You know, how about just Google for it? Experian Triple Alert. Let's see. Can we just do triple alert? Um, fuck, I don't know. It's uh, it's very hard to find. Okay, whatever. I hate these people. Offer only eight ninety five a month. I paid five a month. So apparently, depending on what web page you go through, you get a different price. And I'm sorry that it's stupid. But that's what I did um, from Experian. I did not do their triple advantage. That's really overpriced. That's fifteen a month. That's crazy. But if you want to be paranoid, I recommend finding the cheap one around five a month, like Triple Alert, and uh, see if that's good for you. And I'm very sorry about how hard it is to find. So, Anna, Sean, you don't have this problem? No, I just changed my password on any accounts that uh, shared it with Sony. Yeah, and uh, that was it, really. Um, I'm not really too concerned about my credit card number. If they want to try to steal the like $8 that's in that particular online bank account, by all means, they're welcome to it. Oh, used a debit? Uh, smart man I, I, I'm I, in the process of changing banks so I actually put my brand new credit card on there the only charge it's ever seen is the Sony store and I told them to watch for any other charges in the next three months and oh you put a fraud alert yeah mm. they didn't make me change cards because it was brand new Yeah, I just called up uh, you heard me I was like um, I'm kind of worried about this so I'd like a new number I was like okay yeah. I'll cancel it send you a new one you'll get it in three days I'm like yeah. All right, that works. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah, Noodle Banks is the same place as you. She was very excited about that on Twitter. Chase? Uh, yeah, that's... So Why would you be I mean, excited about having the same credit card company as the, someone else? The thing is, is, the thing with PSN cards is I live in Canada, and there is a massive amount of tax on cards, on game cards. So And the exchange rate um, is poop on stuff like that. Like, your $30 card is not $30 Canadian, despite the fact that our dollar is better than the U.S. So, not only am I paying, you know, oh, hold on, hold 35 on, Hold on, hold on. Enter. Very funny. Enter. What, 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 is that your text I mean, sound or something? That was Julian <laughs> Silicon Noob Taylor sending me a news story for our podcast. Okay. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Anna. <laughs> Are we done answering the door now? Yeah. Uh, what was I saying? <laughs> I don't know. Credit stuff. Canadian credit. I don't know. Oh, right, wow. right, 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 right. So a $30 card not only cost me 35 plus tax. Oh, for PlayStation Network? Right. Oh. So it's not viable for me to buy PSN cards. Nice. That's too bad. That and I just wanted to neater, neater that our dollar is stronger than yours. Wait. Neater, neater, neater. Wait, wait, why can't you just said it cost you only 30 for a 35 card? No, oh, I said it cost me 35, 35 plus 30? tax for Ooh. a $30 card. Well, don't do that. 
Which is why I'm not buying PSN what, cards. Why don't they have properly priced Canadian cards? Anybody else wouldn't. It's like because outside of the U.S., they are prohibitively expensive. Really? That makes yeah. no sense. Yeah. Welcome is. to exchange rates and tax. Yeah, but it's in your own country's currency, usually. Uh, no. But, yes, no, wait, yes. When you buy stuff on PSN, it's in Canadian dollars, is it not? No. No? No. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Sorry, Shaman, I was trying to use a superfluous example. He pointed out that there are no $30 cards, and there aren't. <laughs> I was going to pursue that, but then I figured, oh, it's Canada. Something else weird. <laughs> Ugh. All right. Well. I have news. Yes. The Mother 1 and 2 fan translation is complete and available. <laughs> Thank you. Is that news from three years ago? No, it's news <clears throat> from today. Oh. Mother 3, of course, was finished back when I was just leaving RP Gamer. It was mm-hmm. my going away present from them, and I thanked them for it. Yes. And now they finished the translation of Mother 1 plus 2. Oh, but we already have translations of Mother 1 plus 2, don't we? No. Yeah, because there was the, the, the NES version that was completely translated that you can find pirated, and the Super Nintendo version that we've all played. Yes, but this is like the translation of the GBA cart. Eh. Is it any so different? It's updated. Yes, it's very good, actually. You should get it right now. What's better about it? I don't know. I haven't played through it yet. <laughs> okay. But it's much better. Is it? All right. I'm sure it is. I hope it feels tonally the same as this SNES translation, because that'll it should be weird be. if it doesn't. I mean, maybe it'll be more accurate, but that would be weird if it just feels totally different. Okay. Well, let's move on to our feedback. Enough bitching about PSN. Oh, I was about, I was going to speculate what we're going to do during e, what their conference going to be like during E3. Just like one gigantic apology. PlayStation up PlayStation? No way. They won't even mention it, I bet. Exactly. <laughs> no, I, Absolutely. It'll never even come up. I know. It'll be so funny. It'll be the elephant in the living room uh, that the, no one talks about. They'll they'll mention it at the beginning and move on. That's what you always do. And the Jack Tender will talk about, "Oh, I'm chubby." Ha 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 ha. ha. Self-deprecating humor. Yeah. As you know, we had a a, a few missteps this year or or a major misstep this year. Um, we're very sorry about the blah, 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 blah. We are working feverishly sorry. to protect our users. They're not going to say sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're working feverishly. We had inconveniences this year. We're working feverishly to protect our by. users' data and totally complete. And we've gone to great lengths to revamp the security of our, of our network product. And we're going we're gonna to prove it good. And we're going to release a ton of good products that gamers are going to love. And we're going to give them um, some special okay. bonuses. So here's like this free stuff that you'll get on PSN. And then oh, we'll start working we're in a brand new program for $25 a month. You can have total security <laughs> on your <laughs> PlayStation Plus Plus. PlayStation Plus security. Yeah. Hey, you Cypher in the Snow. Just joined our chat room. I like saying hey. Interrupting the show. So, first letter from Matt Dance, who says... And I'd you, like too, to say, can join us every week in the chat channel. That's for, right. Oh, wait. I'd like to say I've become a big fan of the RPG cast over the past year. Well, thank you, Matt. And I've been a fan of the uh, unofficial Squaresoft homepage. Sorry. Your predecessor. Since the unofficial Squaresoft <clears throat> yes. homepage. Yes. And, it's changed, and ha- as it's changed hands over time, although I pretty much gave up on RPGs because of Final Fantasy X, you've helped me get back into them and keep me updated with current... <laughs> on the current stuff with panache and humor. In he fact, can't be talking about this podcast. He's at this system. I know. <laughs> in fact, the RPG Gamer Show is the only podcast I listen to. Oh, you're a liar. I especially look forward to RPG Cast every week. Well, I hope so. Because if it's the only show you listen to... 
Oh, the RP Gamer shows. So he listened to all three of our shows. Okay. And I've listened to almost the whole archives by now. I'm so sorry. So thank you for being entertaining and informing. I'll try to work up a question if that helps. So I've been playing video game RPG since the original Final Fantasy, or Zelda if you count that. No, I don't. And my top favorites... Legacy. Of- <laughs> Legacy. I count Zelda 2. And my top favorites fall into the 1990s Squaresoft domain. Final Fantasy VI, Chrono Trigger, Secret of Mana, to name a few. I love how these games play out, almost like reading a book with visuals and music. And I feel in some cases these games are so great they reach the arena of fine art. Maybe it's part of getting older, but I can hardly get into the new stuff except for Disgaea and Persona 3. They're too mission-based rather than pushing you through an engrossing story. Voice acting tends to detract rather than add, and I don't like the characters or the reasons for what they're doing. But that's just my taste. Basically, do you think the genre can once again blossom like unto the greatness of yesteryear? Do you feel that there are any recent RPGs which reach that level, or am I just chasing the dragon of something which no longer really exists? Chris, did you write this? I did not, actually. <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect. Um, actually, I think there's been a couple of games that sort of harken back. Number one, we're seeing a lot of re-releases of some of these titles. So if you really loved them and haven't played them for a couple of years, definitely go and pick them up on whatever service it is in the PlayStation Network, because it's not up right now. Um, That being said, we are actually starting to get a lot of throwback games, particularly like the Xbox Live Indie stuff, where... Um, you have sort of the the Z-Boid stuff, which is very Dragon Dragon Quest esque. Um, three D dot game heroes. Three D dot game heroes for the PS3. Um, Radiant Historia. No, that is not a that is not a narrative draw through, is it? No, but it's a Zelda game. Okay, it's Zelda. You know, it's the but, Zelda game. But that's of not one of his generation. top favorites, though. Well, he it's said also. he said he's been playing video. RPGs since the original Final Fantasy or Zelda, if you can. Yeah, I that. know. And then his favorites are Final Fantasy VI, Chrono Trigger, Secret of Mana. <laughs> right, 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 right. But I mean, it's you know, like Secret of Mana. Out there that it's, it's relevant to what he has said. And if he's um, been playing games as long as he has, he'll love the jokes that are in that game. It's so, filled with 8 bit references. Um, Radiant Hysteria. Yeah. Very good. Rather um, conveniently. Think, oh, yeah. What else? I'm trying to think of what other throwback games that Yo, we've here, had. I've actually got some for you. So oh, well, earlier this week, I was waxing on my Twitter about how um, I didn't feel like there were... I wanted to know some other games that did like Xenogears and have like a big blown-out anime with an interesting story that kind of draws you through it and characters develop and there's episodes like and things resolve and then you move on to the next part of the story. Dot um, hack. Yes. So, well, I don't know. That might be. I haven't played those games, so I don't know how it feels. Uh so I, I asked you know, people on Twitter, well, what's out there? Um, and I got some replies. So I'm going to share these games with you. I have not played pretty much any of them, so I don't know how good they are. I can't speak to their quality, but you can read the reviews, and they might scratch that itch that you seem to be looking for here. The first off, um, Max Storm on our site said Trails in the Sky is like that, and it actually is episodic. Um, I, got one, I got one recommendation of Sands of Destruction on DS, though I would recommend reading the reviews on that. You might not like that. But let's see. I got... <laughs> no. Dot hack GU was actually recommended. I uh, knew it. Yeah. And Resonance of Fate and Fantasy Star Universe. Though Fantasy Wild Star Arms. Universe was not all that good. Wild Arms, that's a bit old though, isn't it? It is. Yeah. But the, uh, but the they recent... Did, what yes, was it? Alt Code F? And Alter that was Code F, F, yeah. Yeah. So getting your hands on that is pretty rough since it runs about $50 used. So. Resonance of Fate, the person said the story reminds them of Cowboy Bebop, so that's cool. I like that. 
So there's some some more modern recommendations for kind of uh, more story based experiences, and uh, that's all I. Yeah, got. I don't think those games are going anywhere. They're just not at the forefront. They're not the AAA titles that are getting all the attention. Yeah, well, they're it, there in the they're there in the indie scene, the iOS scene. They're there on DS on PSP. Yeah, I don't know. It's like it's like the story-based games don't want to have the, the limelight. I was just looking through today, and unfortunately I don't have the right people on the show today to, to verify this, but I was watching a trailer on our site of Tales of the Abyss, and that looked like it was a very story, anime-style focused game. The um, one time those guys aren't here. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if Tales of the Abyss, I never remember if it's any good. In my head I always say Abyss is bad because Abyss is like a dark hole where crap is, so... Abyss must be bad, but it actually oh, might I be awesome. Oh, I played Tales of the Abyss. Yeah? I beat the entire thing. I regret it. Oh, you regret <laughs> it? <laughs> and Zenislev, I, I already said Trails in the night. Sky. That was the first thing I said was Trails in the Sky, Mr. Chat. I'm person. sure a lot, a lot of people like Tales of Abyss more than I did, but I just... I just Tales of Game. I hated the characters, and it was just everyone just felt so whiny to me. So Tales of Games might be good. So mm. keep those in mind. Um, however, keep also in mind that there's, they are an aqua- they're they're a taste, and you may not have that taste, and you may want to I do avoid not have them. that taste. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I can see the appeal though. It just wasn't for me. Um, I would like more. That, s- if you like Persona Three, make sure you also get Persona Four. Absolutely. And you will probably like Catherine when it comes out. Mm. I uh, doubt that. <laughs> yeah, that's a little stretch. It's a it. it's a puzzle game, man. <laughs> There's yeah, another Agorist War story package driven. coming up, too. Yeah. So, look at that. That's exciting. It's like stories and puzzle and win. If by Story-driven boxes, says Kira. It is. It's just a box-pushing <laughs> game. It's so bizarre. I watched the, like, the Giant Bomb Quick Look, yeah. and I was like, I was yeah. digging the story. I was digging the intro. I'm like, yeah, this looks pretty cool. HD persona. All right. All right. And they get to the real game. I'm like, what, what the is hell this? is this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm going to say let's open this up to response from our listeners. Give us your recommendations for these uh, the games that can blossom like unto the greatness of yesteryear. <laughs> uh, that... that push you through an engrossing story and have uh, voice acting that is helping you rather than taking away from the game, which I guess... Why would the voice acting take away? Is it just... Dark Rise Fantasia. Okay, that's... Oh, yes. what was that game that... that, that um, uh, I can't remember the company. <laughs> it was GameStop exclusive. <laughs> What's going on? He's uh, referencing Final Fantasy X. Okay. Yeah. Which was terrible voice. But awesome. <laughs> Wait, was that Titus laughing at a bad joke? Yes. <laughs> no, he wasn't laughing at a bad joke, but he he was trying to explain to Yuna that she should enjoy oh. life more. Yeah. So oh, he oh, like oh. stands on a cliff and randomly laughs obnoxiously. He tells her, Come on, laugh. Ha 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 <laughs> It's like I mean it's rooster. one of those scenes that should have been really touching and should have sort of made you smile and chuckle a little. And instead it sort of just made you squint and want to stab your earphones out because yeah. just, I forgot that for a reason. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was sort of one of those moments that you went, Oh lost potential. Dancing Yuna, I want to see. <laughs> Those two games are just excellent examples of how wrong voice acting can go. What so is a is, man but a miserable pile of secrets? A miserable little pile of secrets. <laughs> but enough talk. Okay, we're really getting hung up on this topic. We should move on to the next it's letter. Because it's from of... an awesome person. <sighs> Shining Force Neo also is really 
really bad voice acting. All right. <sighs> oh. Legendary Zoltan sent us in a, a nice segment last week. He didn't send us one this week because he hates us. I want these segments every week. Damn it. Anyway, but because he sent us a letter and stuff. Not pronouncing manna enough. Manna, yeah. <laughs> All right. He sent in this letter, however. He said. Chris, I have exactly the same problem as you regarding the feelings of obligation to complete games. Without a doubt, the best solution is to be like Manuel. He just called you Manuel. I don't know what's up with that. And just throw those feelings away and forget about the perfect clear. But we can't do that because we're so hopeless, right? So I'd say the next best solution is simply don't buy much. I do it by vowing only to buy games that are from my favorite series or games that look really promising. Just buy games that you are sure will become one of the best, oh, will become one of your best of the best. Because I would try to play all the Elder Scrolls games, all the Fallout games, and all my favorite PS1 re-releases, but I'd be swamped. So instead, I just play Oblivion, Fallout 3, and Xenogears. We can live like that, can't we? If I could just get through Oblivion and Fallout 3, I'd be pretty happy, but I can't even do that. <laughs> Skip Oblivion at this point and just forget about it. Oh, but I want I have, like, all the stuff. I have the expansions. Welcome! I am Grogash Grogash Maybe I should just play through the Madness one, or the, the Shivering, Man- oh, Shivering the... Isles or something. Yeah, well, yeah, that's probably like 10 minutes. Yeah. I wonder if I can yeah. just do that. Probably have to you start. totally can. As soon as you walk out of the... Just walk straight into the Nibbin Bay. Oh. Neat. I like that. Because everything scales, so you, yeah, you could absolutely do that. Hmm. I already have a character. I wonder if I should bring him over if I screwed up his leveling already. I should get a leveling mod. This Are you is playing why on I never PC? finish. Yeah, PC. Oh. The truth is, you don't need to do all that stuff. I really? mean, oh. you don't, I mean. I've heard like it gets really hard if you screw up your character. Yeah, but you don't also, you also don't actually have to level up either. Oh, oh okay. Fair enough. Sort of like uh, Final Fantasy VIII, you can just avoid leveling altogether. By avoiding monsters? No, just by not going to sleep. Oh. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think of it that way. Broken mechanics. But if you have to you wait for, for a day or night, that would be annoying. Perks. Hmm. Okay. Well, some interesting news came out this week, and Sony threw out uh, their two tablets... They didn't throw them out. They they announced them. So I got to ask you guys, are you interested in gaming with Sony tablets? Wait, what's up? Two Android no, 3.0. I'm likely to put even more personal information on a tablet than I am on PSN. Yes, right. Two Android 3.0 models, so it's not running PlayStation Network. Android 3.0 <laughs> models, codenamed the S1 and the S2. They've got PlayStation certification, so they can run like uh, the minis and the PlayStation 1 games and stuff. And they've got uh, two models. One looks like a more traditional tablet. And one that looks like a, uh, a, purse? a clamshell. Like a little bag? Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a hand. <laughs> you know what? I say no because I don't know what Sony's relationship with Android is. Like uh, 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 one of the problems people are having with like uh, Samsung phones is they never get any of the uh, OS updates. Well, I mean, these are starting out on 3.0. So they're like the only ones I know that are announced with 3.0 on it. Yeah, but what happens when like 3. Point, you know what I mean? I don't Keep know. That's as good a sign as you could hope for at least. I guess. Hmm. And also, uh, do you really want to be playing? Why would you want? I don't know. Who cares? Anyone agree? <laughs> I don't know. What would I need a tablet for? Mm-hmm. Are you a cow now? Have you turned into a cow? 
Because I can take over if you become yeah. a cow. <laughs> no, I got distracted by this article linked on One Up about the rise of Squaresoft localization. Oh how... yeah, I read it. It's really good. Yeah, but it talks about this one guy who changed everything, and he joined in 1997. Yeah, and he left in 19 in oh 2007. I read it yeah. wrong. I thought he like left the same year. <laughs> no, no, he was there for ten years. Uh, okay, I guess it's pretty good now. Someone's playing something. Beep beep. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Play someone. Someone include me. No, it's. Um, I know what you're playing. You're playing one. Infinite Space on your DS, right? Uh huh. No. Yeah. Because no. uh, you're, you're excited about the follow-up from that team? My lamp just attacked me, Chris. Senritsu Smash! no Stratus. You're playing Earthbound. Mother. <laughs> no, I'm playing Mother 1. Mother 1, yeah. Earthbound I 0. <laughs> Nude Maker, the Tokyo-based developer of DS Cult RPG Infinite that's Space. The name, that yeah, name? that's their name, Nude Maker. Um, they, okay. made, they made the game Infinite Space, which is like has a fun story but terrible battle system cuz it's just rock paper scissors for the battle system it's really annoying <laughs> but uh yeah they've got a new game coming out we don't know if it's going to be an RPG or not but I want to let you know in case you're a big fan of infinite space maybe you like the battle system and how you can customize your ships and all that uh yeah they are handling a new new game called Senritsu no Stratus it's a PSP title and that's all we know producer is Shingo um, Mukai Toge, the designer of Elibits and Dewey's Adventure. That's all we can say about it, because we don't know anything more, but we do know a little bit more about Trice and Konami revealing some new games. Veteran RPGs, yeah, these are the people who made Star Ocean and Valkyrie Profiles, Trices, so you got to listen to them. When they come out with a new game, that's going to be cool. <laughs> Have both, you seen Star Ocean 4? Yeah, shush. They're both portable <laughs> games, and uh, Konami's handling publication. So Frontier Gate is a PSP title that's a turn-based version of Monster Hunter, apparently. So that's kind of... That makes it more of like an RPG, doesn't it? As long as you have an inventory and some experience. I guess if Monster Hunter... Well, whatever. Second game is Labyrinth no Kanada, and it's a 3DS dungeon RPG directed by the same person who uh, led up uh, Resonance of Fate, Takayuki Sugaro. So, like yeah, Wheels was like wanking all over this on Twitter. That sounds exciting. Labyrinth no Kanada. Uh, Labyrinth has no release date. Frontier Gate is due out by the end of 2011. Sean, you're going to import both of these, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you serious? Are you actually asking? Because no, the answer no. to that question is no. No. <laughs> no. No. If Quinn was here, I'd have to ask him if, he's car- if he would care to do that. Um, are they DS or 3DS? 3DS. So he's going to import them onto his Japanese 3DS? Yeah, he'd have to buy a Japanese 3DS. Well, and one's know, a PSP games and one's a 3DS. So he could at least import the PSP one. Is that the ROF director guy, the PSP one? No. Then he screwed. Yeah. <laughs> Anna, have you been wasting your, your life away pining for a new Shining game? Well, I've got good news for you. There's a new Shining game coming. Woohoo! Except it's not a tactical RPG. We don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but no chances are good it's not going to be a tactical RPG. Because yes. I am old and bitter about this. Yes. Um, Shining, uh, let's see. They have, uh, you know, they didn't do much tactical since 1998. Yes, but game. those were the friggin' awesome ones, and we got two and a half out of like five of them. Yeah. Oh no, I wait. Know. There was there was ga- there, well, we got two and a half out of the three that were on 
consoles. And then there was like a Game Gear one as well. And we got it, but I can't find it anymore. Well, yeah. But, you know, what are you going to do? And now uh, the last game that came out was 2007, Shining Force Exo, which actually didn't get terrible reviews. Um, I want another multiplayer Shining. I know nobody liked the game because everybody played it single player except for me. But when you played it multiplayer, it was good. Mm Mm-hmm. I suppose. And uh, which one? Uh, I don't remember. Let's check my review archive. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, no, we didn't ever get heart. Manny, I, Manny, is uh, yeah, what's the chance of us getting a, a Shining Force game that doesn't suck? Or a Shining game? Oh, uh, we'll tell you at E3? I don't think it's going to be there, is it? I Tokyo Game so. Show at the earliest? Probably. It's just not the kind of game that they'd announce at E3. It's very sad. I, I just don't know. But I know a game we will see at E3. And that's probably the follow-up to Square Enix's iPhone RPG, their first original iPhone RPG, Chaos Chaos Rings. Chaos Rings Omega, going to come out. It's a prequel. It's 10,000 years before the original Chaos Rings. And um, it's a very similar setting to the first one. People in this arena, they need to fight for immortality and for survival. And it features two of the characters who um, you find out in the first game pretty early on that uh, they had already done this before 10,000 years ago. So now you get to do it with them again so shining soul shining soul okay so chris you played chaos rings right a little bit i got bored with it quickly but um i have a feeling that if i'd spent more time with it i may have just fell into a good groove in appreciating it as a uh, traditional rpg but well are you gonna go back because there's also chaos rings 2 yeah. has been announced so here's the interesting thing chaos rings omega is going to be iphone game it's launching mm. on the App Store next month, which probably mm-hmm. means within three weeks there'll be an iPad version that'll cost more <laughs> that yeah. you can then complain That's about. That's a crime. It's a yeah. crime. It, it really is. A crime. is. Chaos Rings 2, however, has already been announced to be in development, and it will be a universal app for iPhone, iPod Touch, and iPad. Oh. That's and that's better. a sequel. But we don't know anything about it, and how do you have two... How many games do you need in this series at the same time? Hey, but, it hit. It hit. So it that did means it? milk it, milk it, milk it. All right. I didn't realize it hit. Probably just because it had Square Enix on the name. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you, I know you say it as a snide comment, but yes, that's exactly what that's, it did. That's all you need, huh? <laughs> I mean, I, at the time, there were no other... It was like they were one of the first big-name companies out there putting out original content and actually putting some effort into a game. Yeah. And it had... It has, before Infinity Blade, it was one of the best-looking games on the platform. So... And people were like, hey, Square Enix did it. I can trust Square Enix. They put out Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah I'll try. So Trust them. They'll take they care put of out, you. They you know, games like The Third Birthday and yeah. excellent, amazing titles. And then charge you twice for them. Yeah, because, you know, yeah. once wasn't Twice, enough. please, come on. Four. Four times. <laughs> Four times an RPG. All right. You know, if, if they could charge us every single time we re-downloaded it or there was an update, they, could, they would. Hey, at least they they're would. not charging us for 14. Thank God for that. Yeah. I wouldn't pay for it right now. No kidding. <clears throat> I enjoy playing it, but I'm not enough to pay for it. <laughs> Let's see. You know what I'm going to enjoy playing, paying for and playing? 
Final Fantasy XI like the other night when I saw you playing that? Was that is that what you're gonna say, Chris? Yeah, I saw no. you playing that all week too, man. Yeah. What's going on? I'll talk about that in my not playing. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I will confess it later when we're in the confessional section. I mean, uh, picks and voids. What I will, what I'm looking forward to playing for and playing, and will be playing instead of Final Fantasy XI, for sure, will be Diablo Three. <gasps> Whenever it comes out. But Jay Wilson just had an interview with the New York Times and said the following. We're definitely in the home stretch. We're crunching. This is when the magic happens. Now, from that statement, what can you extrapolate? Actually, I could I actually have some, some more info than this. So oh. in case you don't know, Jay Wilson is uh, the lead designer on Diablo 3. And according to, is it Mike Morheim? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Who's like Morheim, the, yeah. He's, uh, the, one of the <clears throat> CEO or CEO of Blizzard. Either way, um, there's going to be an earnings call on May 9th, Monday, May 9th, 2011, where they hope to have more information about the Diablo 3 beta. And there's a good chance that they can announce details of the Diablo 3 beta during that conference call. And if there's going to be a Diablo 3 beta sometime this summer, there's a good chance that the game could be out later in the year. What, is a, what is a beta? A beta. A ah, beta test a beta. for the online multiplayer. Uh, oh, excuse, yeah. excuse me, I'm sorry. <laughs> <A> beta. <laughs> Remember... He's a Protaku. <clears throat> Never heard of this beta thing, but it sounds suspicious, and I'm inclined to dislike it automatically. Okay, so according to Blizzard Blue, D3 development needs to go well, and we're very excited about the game. I'm looking forward to sharing more news about the game and our upcoming beta during the next conference call, which, which is, is May 9th, May 11th. That's not very far. Yep. I will be at a work conference on that day. The game will be out this Christmas season. You think? <clears throat> it seems like it. And That's it's what the very they want to do. It'll be March, like April, you know what I mean? That yeah, kind of March absolutely. Conference. Well, they said uh, either one game this year and one game next year or two games next year, right? Yeah, yeah. it's going to be one this year, one next, and that's the better way to do it. You're uh, not splitting well, I, your bus. I fully agree, and I think that would be great. I was totally wrong about how fast I thought they'd be putting out the StarCraft expansions. I thought once those are ready to hit, they'd just go boom, boom, boom with them. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought, too. I was totally wrong. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it sounds like they're going to do 18 months, and I, I guess... You know, and, and it makes more sense now because this gives them like a year and a half and then do like different multiplayer things as well as single player things. So mm-hmm. they could totally change up the entire professional scene each time they do this and get a nice long professional um, run out of their game. So, hmm. and, you know, honestly, uh, there might be even good reason for RP Gamer to cover Heart of the Swarm based on what people are saying. It, it seems like the, mm. the campaign mode is going to have a heavy RPG kind of focus because you're instead of like focusing on building Rainer's Raiders and his mercenary force. Or yeah. his like rebel force. It's really going to be focused on Kerrigan and building up her power. Okay, we'll have to see. No, that, that, that's the top. Like, yeah, huh? but it's still going to be an RTS game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But any, I still appreciate any kind of RPG elements thrown in there. Yeah, I I'm looking forward to it. it should be fun. That way, I can get people who suck at the game to play again with me. Because right now, if I go on, it's 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 bad. Really well, bad. of course, because the people who play now are the people who are really good at it. Yeah, so you're gonna get bad. owned. That's why I stopped playing. I'm at also the bottom, the bottom of Bronze League. Not not near the bottom, the bottom. Have they? Hey, made if the you want to play, let's play, man. All three, all four of us. Huh? Because have they made the Zerg any more dependable in the latest in the latest patches? Because when the game first came out, they were really iffy. Well, it depends. Oh, they've been tweaking Zerg all the time. Well, remember, I think balance kind of centers around pro play. And no, those no. people have a lot more skill than they don't bounce people. around pro, pro play. Okay, I remember I, during BlizzCon there was this big long panel just about 
how they balance the game and they feel a very strong need to balance for the, because the pro players that's like a very small segment and while it's an important segment for them and they need to, to keep them in mind most of the player base will never reach that level but there's so a few uh, sure. i would say there's four tiers of starcraft player mm-hmm. me <laughs> and then everyone else above him people who actually know what they're doing and can at least play the game competently and don't make like stupid chris mistakes People who are like really good at it, and then pros, and not uh, you know because they're just they take it to this level of insanity because they have those those finger skills or whatever. Now and, I expect to play with Chris and be attacked by like an army of SCVs. And I'm wondering which of those two middle tiers they balance it for. If it's the people who just know the game they or just know the game everybody. well. Well, you can't because you play the game. <laughs> The way you play the game changes so much based on your skill and understanding yeah, of the game. The you can't the balance it for both ways. That's where the leagues and the ranks come in. I mean, yeah. that higher level play and the, and the kind of micro, you know, like how you can kite enemies or pull back Marines just in time or yeah. when to stim and when not. To, I mean, that's fine and great, but you can actually, you're going to have a decent, interesting, and exciting game without any of that stuff even coming into play. Right, but if they're balancing, they have to balance with microing in mind, right? Because otherwise it would completely break the game if you're not a Can I recommend? I'm going to recommend. Uh, uh, I'm sure this entire conference is on YouTube if you want to check it out and how they do this. Okay. I mean, it's interesting that you can see sort of see like their mindset when they go into it. I mean, even if the what was true for BlizzCon 2010 has changed now, you can still see how at least they're approaching these problems and how they want they, they aim to address it. Now I'll I'll try to I'll I'll give you that link if I can find it. That, I love that. Super Jesus in the chat room saying StarCraft is not balanced, which I think is an, a crazy thing to say. If, if StarCraft isn't balanced, I don't know what is. Nothing is balanced. Maybe the, maybe it's just a deep philosophical question he's saying. Nothing yeah. is balanced. You, you're right. That's that's probably what it is. Shogun 2 is balanced, he says. There we go. I don't even know what that is. That sounds like some more weeaboo bullshit. It's like a, it's is that a, all you ever talk about, Chris? Just no, weeaboo. Show, Shogun 2 is a... <laughs> weeaboo. It's a strategy Sorry. game. Mark. Oh, right. I, remember so. the, I haven't heard someone drop weeaboo in a while. It's just funny to hear. <laughs> it's it's our favorite term now. It's the term of the month, at least for dot com. <laughs> if you it? don't like something, you call it weeaboo bullshit. Okay. That's great. next week. Next month it'll be something else. We'll call, maybe we'll call it Wisconsin Mark. crap in honor of Chris. Checkers is balanced, says Kiro. So there we go. <laughs> it is. He's right, and so is chess. So back to the story. I hope Diablo three comes out this year. That'd be really cool. And that's all yeah. I can say. At the very least, I think we'll probably get into the beta, like with like maybe right after E three. I doubt it. Blizzard doesn't that's treat us well. Early. That's us? early. That's yeah. an early beta. We're lucky I'm... to get one or two codes total. So I guess uh, that's so all we can hope for. Be, it'll be what's his? It'll be Glenn Wilson and who else? Adrian. I don't know. Who knows? They'll get in the beta and whatever. They will do their thing. So just a little jealous. I know. That's okay. I can wait for the for the full version and enjoy that. So, you know what else you can wait for? Um, it, Chris? Yeah? Can I ask an honest question? Yes. How much of the WoW beta did you play? Not very much. Okay. <coughs> Shame, Chris. Cough, cough, Shame. cough. Cough. You complain about Blizzard not giving you betas, and when you get one, you don't even use it. I did use it some. Thank some. you. Some. For saying it very clearly. I, I did enough that I needed to do. Yeah, great. <laughs> well, and I didn't get it from a, a code from the site, I don't think. Um, yes, I got it for you. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that's actually accurate. Uh-oh, Mommy and Daddy are fighting! 
Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad yes. I could be the instant Mac music, asked instant me if I wanted the beta, and I said yes, but Chris also wants it, so make sure you get it for him. All right. For what? Yeah. For, for Diablo? No, for um, Cataclysm. Wow. Cataclysm? Oh, okay, okay. About to say, you guys get into the Diablo beta without me? All right. Well, instead of sitting here and rewriting history to prove our points, uh, why don't we move on and look forward to the final promise story, which is... Uh, About Tenacious D? PlayStation... No, it's a PlayStation Portable game, actually. Lady Gaga Sorry. News? Yeah, it's Lady Gaga News. No, it's PlayStation Portable game, final promise story, coming out in Japan. So far, that's all we know, unfortunately. April 20th. See, it is more Yabu bullshit. It's already out. Right. It just came out. It's a 250 meg download. And if you buy the game, they'll donate 500 yen to aid Tokyo Relief Fund. Yep. Oh, I found it. It's the StarCraft II multiplayer one. Interested in the science behind the thrill of competitive play? I mean, of competitive gameplay? The StarCraft II developers give you a behind-the-scenes look at data collected from multiplayer matches, leagues, and ladders, and explain how it all comes together in the art of balancing races and units. There you go. Give it a shot. All right. All that stuff is on YouTube. So So is the video for Final Promise Story. Is it? So it's tell me all about Final Promise Story. No, I don't really want to because it's, it's oh. not even out for this country and they oh. didn't say anything. But you can watch the trailer and see if you're into it. And if you can read Japanese, then you can be excited about it. If not, then you can know that the new Wizardry game that Exceed's going to be publishing here, uh, they've got five different races you can pick characters from. And they've announced them. Humans, dwarves, elves, gnomes, and porklue. What? Pig porklue. people. Are they serious? Pork pe- pig people? Why not? I don't know what a pork loo is. That's I'm looking guess. for pictures of the um, pork loo, and I'm not seeing any. So I don't. Oh, images of the what? five races. Here we go. Um, we didn't label them. When I type pork loo into Google Images, I get fat Hawaiian people roasting something in a fire. So I, I'm going to assume that's pigs. It, it looks like <clears throat> no. The only one that looks that I can't place one of those names to and so therefore by elimination must be Porklu, is a person who's a magic user with a horn coming out of his head, like a unicorn. Summoner. Yeah, you're right. He's like a summoner, but apparently that's Porklu. So there you go. Anyway, that's Wizardry. You can't get... Is Wizardry from Japan, or is it a Western game? Wizardry is is a sort of thing that wizards do, Chris. Oh, right. You're right, it's... It's like sorcery, Sorry. which is what sorcerers do. Yeah. Have you ever read any of these books? There's a woman named uh, Rowling, I think, and she writes about wizards. Oh, K.J. Rowling? Something like that, yeah. yeah something oh, like that. J.R.R. Rowling. J.R.R. Rowling, you're right, yeah. About the vampires, right? The sparkle? No, no, this one's about uh, the Nazi zombies and uh, Zeppelins. Well, they but... create they create magic sparkling vampires. Oh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Yes, yeah, and... They and... soccer game that they play with their Zeppelins. So it's Pride, cool. Prejudice, Sense, Sensibilities, and Zombies and Sea Monsters fighting versus Abraham Lincoln. In a Zeppelin, which is amazing. Yes, it is pretty awesome, actually. <laughs> I like that book so much. Uh, almost as much as I like Moogles. And I'm You're gonna a wizard, you, Chris. Huh? Nothing. Oh. <laughs> Almost as much as I like Moogles. I don't want to let that go. How much do you like Moogles? I like Moogles when Moogle stands for Military Operation no, Organization no, no, Guidance no. Logistics no. Expert. That's what I like. And that's how it's going to be in Final Fantasy Type-0. 
When you join the Suzaku Magic School, you'll start out at Class Zero, and you're going to get a Moogle named Hats- oh my gosh. Hatsumi Kamine Ryutoyo Usuna Elfuruchi. Oh my gosh. I don't gosh. even need to say it this time. It's so obvious. I know. <laughs> anyway, so they, we've got some story details of Final Fantasy Type-0, and uh, it sounds like Moogles have a cool role in this game. You get your own personal Moogle, and uh, let's see they actually say anything useful about how the game battle works uh, there'll be missions you can take by speaking to a moogle um, the in-game battle history blah 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 you go to the world Mac, then go to a, a battlefield and after each mission certain conditions are met in the mission then you clear it and I don't know anything about how the battle system actually works but that's what we know there's some details you can read more details on our site Final Fantasy Type 0 this is the one that was uh, part of the Fabula Nova Crystallis collection of games and was originally called um, Agito Agito 13 that's right and uh, now called Type 0 probably suck no more details about Final Fantasy 13 too that's what I'm waiting for probably at the press I bet that'll be at the press conference for some next year they've next said year? that it won't well they're they going to talk about it, it this E3. year oh. they're going to talk about it at E3 this year but they're not going to it's not going to be up to yeah next year. I would expect a trailer or something at E3 that's all all I'm saying. All I'm saying. Your, then, your wish will be granted. And they then, definitely are going to be presenting it. And at E3. then, the, and then they'll, after that, they'll show a trailer for Final Fantasy 15, which will be another MMO, and that will be done and finished almost by the time Final Fantasy 13 2 comes out. <laughs> but 14 will still be free to play at that point. 14 so. will still not work right. <laughs> We're getting a new job system, and I expect that once that comes out, they'll start charging. But that's not going to be till September, the earliest in my estimation. September. Oh That's my, my guess. If I had to guess, based on the, the <laughs> progress, yeah. we're looking at free-to-play for a full year by the point that uh, they start charging. Because they're not going to charge people before the new job system comes out, because that's perverse, and I think they're aware of that. Okay. So they'll wait till they finish the job system and they release it, and then they'll say from this point on, you know, that we're just going to make, you know, updates to the game. So you, this, is, this is the system. Either you pay now and you continue... Or you don't like the system and you get out and you haven't paid a dime. So so what if you quit the game because you're tired of its gameplay, but then Sega turns around five years later and brings it out again? Fantasy Star Online? Then? Yes, Final Fantasy... <laughs> I almost called Final Fantasy Star Online. Fantasy Star Online 2. Oh, Got God. some more details about it. Just what the world needs is one more of those games. One more of those games. <laughs> yeah, but PC only, which is incredibly bizarre. PC only. That's right. Only? Only. <laughs> Sorry, oh, I've right. been playing too much Final Fantasy XI, and yeah, never mind. Um, <laughs> I apologize, that was offensive. PC Hello, only. <laughs> Black Mage, level 80, party, can I have it? Then you get an invite, and you say, yes, hello, I'd like to come out there, and they say, no, JP Onry. Yes. <laughs> and then you, you can't get any more answers from them, because they've ignored you. Thanks. They're very mean on the server we're on now. They can be. Very mean. Are you on Alexander? Well, they, yeah. They combine them now. Yeah, I'm still there. Reeton has been pestering me day and night to reactivate my FF11 account. Going so far as promising to pay for me to reactivate it, and even to move my characters to play with them. Yeah, I've done that with Michael. It doesn't work. Um, No, 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 no. I'm done with that game. Done! So... PSO two. I PSO2. remember when Chris said that he was done with Final Fantasy XI. But Chris is a liar. You can't trust anything he says. Oh, well, you know what they did? Um, one... Uh, my friend kept playing the damn game and refuses to give it up, so it's like the only thing I can actually play with him. And two, 
the uh, they they overhauled getting experience with this abyssal yeah. thing, and that yeah, it's really that, that fixes. I hated experience gaining in eleven. That helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Now, once I get the jobs I care about to ninety or ninety nine or whatever the hell they end at, I probably will nice. quit again because there will be nothing to do. But what's the cap now? Ninety five yet, or is it cur- still 90? currently it is ninety? Okay. I know they said they're going to 99. It yeah. goes to 99, but not yet. Goes to 99, so get your sub-jobs to 49. Uh, yeah. <sighs> anyway, so... It's only the, 12 extra levels, though. Only 12 extra levels. Yes, you're right. And uh, they're low level, so they go quickly nowadays. This is true. Um, assuming you can get yourself invited to a party where you can key whore and do all that. So that gets all tricky. And minutia that people hate when we discuss. So... Fantasy Star Online 2. Chris, did you get any boots in FF11 recently? Any new boots? No, I did not. Because, any new equipment lately? Uh, no? Some cheap stuff, but it, nothing worth talking about. New job skills, perhaps. Uh, nah, I'm sure, but I don't know how to use them. <laughs> <laughs> that's, kind of my, that's kind of my experience with the game right now. I don't how know do I doing. play FF11? How do I play? Yes. <laughs> I've spent a lot of days on how do I play. How do I play Fantasy Star Online 2? So that, how this is going to work, you're going to have several... Okay, this is weird. The f- fields will be random, like the fields of monsters, the layout will be random. There'll be weather effects. There'll be jump action, hybrid custom action. So like this trailer just threw out words, and we have to just tell you the words they said because they didn't tell, you, tell us how they're going to work. So this is all we know. Jump action, hybrid custom action, TPS style. What the hell does TPS style mean? Toilet paper? I guess. TP style, among other things. At the fan event, uh, the producers said that PSO2 will give players a feeling of adventure that has been lost in RPGs today. He hopes that the game will be enjoyed by both veterans of the PSO series and people new to online games. Third-person shooter, Chris. Third-person shooter. It's only been announced for PC. Uh, No announcement of a U.S. release at this time still remains the case. I'm sorry. And uh, that's all we know. Oh, they also announced apparently fantasy... This is a weird sentence just thrown in at the very end of the article. Fantasy Star Portable 2 Infinity is an enhanced version of the original Fantasy Star Portable 2. That's, uh, that's all the article says, so I don't know what's up with that. Um, oh, okay, and it's a fan event for that game. That's why they did it. Okay, that makes more sense. So that's, that's why they had an event talking about Fantasy Star Online 2, because they were talking about their fa- to fans of their PSP event. So that's their PSP game. That's how that works. So, if you are a fan of PSO2, here's what to remember. We don't know jack anything, except there's going to be well, random stuff and a bunch of catchphrases. So, be excited. Well, go to our story if you want to see the trailer. I mean, it yeah, does look like trailer. it's slightly upgraded. Okay. So, is, you watch it's the just... Or? No, I mean, it's just HD now, right? No, right. no, it looks like there's a lot more... I'm playing it I right mean, now. I'm playing it right now in 720p, even though the trailer quality is really low. Um, yeah, I was wondering about that. Yeah, it's but like it, we uploaded it. it looked, I thought at first I was thinking, oh, this looks exactly the same. But then I started noticing jumping on top of a uh, looks like down spaceships, a lot more maneuverability. Oh, this I is mean, looking more like a dragon uh-huh. egg. Oh, what the hell's the name of it? Dragon egg, dragon soul. H, dragon soul. Dragon cave, dragon soul. Um, no, the stupid. Oh, I hate this. Oh, I, can, I hate my memory because I can never put these things together. Uh, NC Soft. Dragon, Dragon Soul, the online MMO game. The online? Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, there's a. it's made by, what, Giant or something? And it's like kind of small scale. You have a 
that no, no, that's goes not with you or something? No, that's not the one I'm thinking of. Dragon's Nest. Dragon's Nest. Dragon Nest. Yeah. Dragon Dra- Quest. No. That's what you're thinking. Hold on, I'm going to figure this out. One second, because I've got the trailer up, and it'll confirm it for me. Dragon's Dogma? Yeah, it's Dragon's Nest. Dragon Nest. Um, and I apologize right. if they renamed it since then. But that's, if you look for... It's reminding me of the action I've seen in that game, is uh, what I'm seeing kind of here. So it's, it kind of feels more action-y MMO style. So I like that. Um, Dragon's Nest will be, uh, you know, a full-on Dragon MMO. Nest. And this is kind of like more of a Diablo thing where you, like, meet in a lobby and go out and do missions, right? That's yes. kind of how PSO works. So a little difference there. But uh, I love seeing that high-action stuff in MMOs. I really like where we're going. DC Universe Online and all this stuff with all these... Let's do lots of action in our MMOs so the battles aren't boring. So that I think that has a good promise. So I like to see companies exploring that and bringing back some old tra- properties that could maybe explore it well, like PSO. Something else coming but, back. Oh, yeah? I was going to wonder, so this is going to be an online subscription, of course, like, like all the other ones? They didn't say, but I assume so. Huh. It's always All been right. the case in Japan, right? So, yeah, they made it one more thing to subscribe here. to, right? Yeah, one more thing to subscribe to here. Uh, something else they're bringing back: Tales of the Abyss 3D. So, did did I already mention this? I already mentioned. Kind of, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, do you have a taste for it? Or you don't. That's right. Uh, I mentioned it in the letters, but uh, yeah, Tales of the Abyss coming back for, but it's finally announced for the U.S. So that is confirmed. And that what date? We were waiting on that. No dates okay. or pricing. But uh, that's it. That's a remake of the PS2 game. Be excited. And if you're not excited for that, you might be excited for Growlancer 4. Or is it Growlancer? Anyone know? It's not very good. That's what I know. So I don't know anything about it. Okay, it came out on the PS2 a while back, and the PSP port is going to be called Growlancer 4 Overload, and it will have similar features as to what was seen in uh, the 2009 Growlancer PSP port. Does anyone actually play Growlancer? I don't know, but this one has new character paths and story routes, new and remastered event scenes, new characters, and they got some details on the characters in our stories if you care, and some artwork of the pretty characters, and you can see, hey, this girl has a bow in her hair, so you should like her. Because that's how What did you just say? This girl has a bow in her hair, so you should like her. Oh, okay. That's very different than what I heard. Thank you. Oh, okay. Sorry. So, Growlancer 4. Anyone in the... Expi- oh, Mind Vice in the chat room. It says, oh, shoot. Growlancer is awesome. Say someone likes Growlancer. Cavalier says, Growl answers. Grr. And uh, Kiro says, Growlancer was a weird anime, wasn't it? That had an SNES game. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't know anything about this game. Super Jesus says, WTF is a Growlancer. This is uh, quality podcasted. And Shaman says, great, I'm thinking like Lucifer, <laughs> just, just I need read help. The, just read the chat. <laughs> but that was a reference to you. You can't even appreciate that. No, I can't. I'm sorry. This is great, I'm thinking like you, I need help. Your this hero is worship is wasted. Wasted upon. So it's a tactical RPG, so that should be good. Right? No? No. No? No. Have you not played bad tactical RPGs? Because I sure have. Oh, she got me. Phantom Brave. The most annoying characters. What is it? What was her name? Ramona? Mona? Something like that. Morona. That's what it was. Morona. The squeaky. One day, everyone will like me. And in the meantime, they're just going to shit all over me. That's okay. I'll be happy. Mm. No, you won't. It's a terrible game. Terrible game. 
You're in a terrible game. You should be miserable, little girl. So, uh, we've been dealing with a number of terrible uh, kind of indie RPGs and some good ones. So, we've, uh, we've done a review of another one for you called Planet Stronghold from Winter Wolves. And Sam Marcello did a review and tells or you Sam. that this one is a 3 out of 5. So, not terrible, not fantastic. It's I mean, bear in mind that though we review indie games on our like, singular scale, a 3 out of 5 is pretty good for an indie game. We're talking about games that are being made by like two to four people as opposed to like 200 to 400 people. Sure. Okay. And uh, this one is a three out of five for tons of skills and side quests. Visual novel style works surprisingly well. I like that. I like visual novels. Multiple endings and replay value. Good, good, good. Difficulty spikes can be unnerving, though. Combat is bland. Menus are clunky. So kind of the... the it sounds like the, the sort of things it excels in are kind of what you'd hope an RPG would excel in, and the things it doesn't excel in are the kind of things that an indie game are going to be weak with, which is the final layer of polish and taking care of all that sort of stuff when you've got, like, one or two people working on a game, right? So that's interesting. So that means if you're into indie games and not having all that polish, this one should be a good fit for you. So I'm going to recommend you check into that if you want to try some indie RPGs and get something not from big publishers and not really expensive. Go check it out. No. <laughs> Michael, do- why don't you like that, Sean? <laughs> what? Oh, Chris. In what? another life, you were a used car salesman, and not a very good one, I think. Apparently not. <laughs> well, okay, fine. Screw it. Don't play indie games. Is that, a, is that, is that what you prefer? No, because Lucifer's fountain of perpetual disappointment. <laughs> is in, in yeah, well, that's people. never coming out. It is, actually. It's being actively developed on a daily yeah, basis. Yeah, Ethan has actually been tweeting about the fact that he's been working on it. He's got so his crew was, together. So was StarCraft building. Ghost. All right? Yeah. That's all I'm saying. But StarCraft Ghost is a Blizzard game. They got superseded. There's not going to be like a Lucifer's, I don't know, what's bigger than a fountain. Lucifer's River of Perpetual Misery. Roaring <laughs> Vancouver Falls. No. Um, Victoria Falls. Lucifer's <laughs> Victoria Falls of intense perpetual burning disappointment why don't you just call it niagara falls because victoria falls are taller Mm -hmm. are they where's victoria falls like in africa yep oh (laughs) my bad yeah but niagara falls is in ontario all right well if you're like sean and you don't like uh middling recommendations by somebody who hasn't played a game how about, uh, how about this not-so-middling recommendation for Clash of Heroes on the PSN, which Mike Apps gave a 4 out of 5, said a brilliant mix of strategy and puzzle gameplay, beautiful cartoon-style graphics, battle variety keeps things friends, fresh, not friends, fresh, great pacing, but the music is forgettable, and the story is a bit underdeveloped, however, still gets a 4 out of 5. People love Might and Magic Clash of Heroes. I remember everyone raging about it on the DS. Now it's out, or raving about it. Sorry, not raging. Raving about it on the DS. Now it's out for your HD console, or as Sean oh, would say, so your, Xbox your 360 HD. only, right? Oh. For the moment. <laughs> <laughs> so right now you might need to get it on your 360, but if you wait long enough, you can get it on your PS3. <laughs> and uh, 4 yeah, out of 5. I hear, so I hear a lot of people raving about it on other podcasts. Yes. But some people get tired of the gameplay after a while. And if the story can't pull you through, that's... How much is like $10, $15? Yeah, something like that. Oh, come on. That's a good deal. I know. That is a good deal. I'm I'm looking forward to playing it when uh, PSN comes back. <laughs> Eventually. 
sometime. Hopefully. Tuesday, Chris. Tuesday, hopefully. Yes, and it will at be up earliest. on Tuesday. At the if earliest. it's not up on Tuesday, it'll be up on Wednesday. And if it's not up on Wednesday, it'll be up on Thursday. Eventually, it will go up on Monday, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Goes up on Monday. On Monday. I don't even know what you talk, what you're referring to when you say that. Oh, anymore. that's the podcast. You, oh, okay. That's the saying. You always just say it, so I don't know what you're referring to. <laughs> yep, that's they. Someone you could be talking about a permanent so. prom, personal problem for all I know. So. <laughs> it goes up on Monday. <laughs> it's it. very irritating, <laughs> especially when I'm in mixed company. Yeah. <sighs> Anna, what you want to lead us off with uh, your picks and avoids? Oh man, I have like a month to catch up on. Well, I'll just go walk away in AFK for a while then. <laughs> okay, so I played and finished Ghost Trick. That was very good. Definite recommend. Awesome ending. Uh-huh. Chris figured it out way before I did. Uh-huh. But it was funny because we were on Skype and I was like, oh my god, I know who he is now. Yeah. And that was just like, don't a say beautiful... anything. Yeah, you shouldn't say more than that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's generic enough that it works. Okay. It was just like a beautiful ping light bulb went on moment. Yeah, that's great. So, and I played a little more 999, but the puzzles are annoying, so I put it aside for now. Um, I did get on PSN right before it went down, and we have been playing, we had to been playing Dungeon Hunters Alliance, which yeah. is a terrible game, except when you're playing it with other people, and that makes it awesome. Yes. The game is absolute garbage. It is like a poopy Diablo clone by Gameloft. Manny, may feel free to rage now. Gameloft, no original ideas. Blah, blah. <laughs> and I hate the fact you can't shoot upstairs. <laughs> <sighs> you know, Chris argues every time that I'm bitching about this that it's just an ARPG standard, and I yeah. still think it's stupid. <laughs> uh, uh, Diablo 3 has shooting up and downstairs. Really? As a matter of fact, there, uh, the, I know for a fact that the, the demon hunter, her grenades bounce downstairs with real physics. Oh, Excellent. Sweet. I, I like, approve. I approve. Diablo 3, pushing the envelope. <laughs> <laughs> we can handle stairs now. <laughs> Excellent. So, um... Because the PSN went down and we can't play Dungeon Hunters Alliance together and it's absolute garbage to play it by itself. I've, I played and completed Clash of Heroes HD. It is very good. I love it. So I've now, between the, the DS version and the, the PS3 version, I've now sunk almost 90 hours into that game. And I haven't even touched the multiplayer part. And... Oh, yes. Then I decided to start Radiant Historia yesterday. and No, the day before. And I can't believe that I didn't play that game before now. And Chris is going to yell at me for saying that. <laughs> it came out six weeks ago. And she's like, I can't believe I didn't play it before now. Like, Basically, she's been finishing other same... games. She didn't have time to try it. And it's like, right, the I same, should have dropped same... my life. I should have quit my job and played this game. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Not not quite that bad. I I believe it came out the same week that I got my PS3. Unacceptable so buying I another think... system when this game was out for a system I, I already how knew. How dare how I? How dare I? Um, <laughs> it's really good. I'm about eight hours in. I've opened up two storylines. 
Um, but my, my sort of storybook looks a little empty. I'm pretty sure that I've missed like a bunch of side quests. So I think what I'm going to have to do is basically go back in time to a, a previous section of the White Chronicle and just talk to every NPC that I can. Because I, I filled in about four side quests and I sort of see how they fit into the White Chronicle. And so looking at sort of this little section where I've com- completed... Do people know what the White Chronicle is that you're talking about it now? Okay, so (laughs) in the game, like in the first 15 minutes of the game, you are given a book. It's called the White Chronicle. And the White Chronicle, um, number one, chronicles what you do. But number two, um, specifically marks um, important decisions that happen in the story as gateways. Mm -hmm. And you can move back and forth between each of the gateways. And it's very cool seeing how the two stories that I've unlocked interact with each other. I think there might be another branch. I think there might be another branch. Oh, there's there's, there's three main branches according to the graphics we saw on the live stream. Right. So at the moment, top, I've a middle, un- and a bottom. <laughs> right. At the moment, I've unlocked the top, which is standard history, and I think the middle, which is the alternative history. So I'm not quite sure what the bottom is. Perfect history. I mean, is that where I get everything right? So it's it's very cool to see how the the different stories interact with each other. For example, in the standard history, um, I save a merchant who is being attacked by bandits, and number one, he teaches me how to set bombs. Number two, he makes it to his rendezvous in time, which he doesn't originally do in the storyline. And number three, I find a, a guy who's dead in a cave. So I go back in time and I use the ability to blow up rocks to free the guy from the cave. And then in the future, he lives. And then I go back to the history where the, where the merchant didn't make his rendezvous in time. This time he has, and that history completely changes. And the third one, I use the bombs to get into a location that I couldn't have otherwise. So, you know, one action ends up changing three distinct story um, arcs. Mm -hmm. And that's just one thing that I've done. Like, I'm like 37 pieces out of the 300 story pieces. Yeah. So I really like it. Um, The combat is interesting, but you're right. What you said the other day, Chris, I think it is going to get a little monotonous. Uh Uh-huh. Basically, you get abilities that uh, you're you're facing enemies that are on a three by three grid, and um, your characters learn various abilities to push around these enemies. So some of them may push back, some of them push left, right, some of them pull them forward, and uh, you can actually get them all stacked up together and then unleash a really big attack on them, and that's like the fastest way to kill them. Uh-huh. Also, there's some defensive mechanics in it because. The closer the archers are to the back, the more damage they do. The closer they are to the front, the less damage they do, and vice versa. So melee characters, the closer they are to the back, uh, the less damage they do. Right. So what is what is calling out to you? What are the things you love best about this game? One, the story is very cool. I mean, I just love how everything intertwines. It's just cool to see how your actions in each timeline influence the other one. 
Like I just learned how to uh, do sword do a, do sword dancing. Uh huh. And that actually let me sneak into the enemy's country in the other storyline. Okay. That was cool. And what else? Um. There's two little people that are a guy and a girl, and they give me very cryptic remarks, and I like trying to um, interpret what they're trying to tell me. So it's mainly mainly the story and the writing that's appealing to you here? Yes, very much. Okay. That's pretty good. My only... Is the music any good that you get that soundtrack CD for? Uh, Uh, I haven't listened to the CD. You listen to the game. Well, yeah, but I've mostly been listening to the game really quietly because oh, okay. I've been on Skype okay. with you guys. Fair enough. So other than that, um, yeah, I think that pretty much wraps up everything I've been playing. I've been playing Final Fantasy. <laughs> you said one game. <laughs> oh, I listed like three games before that. Oh, oh okay. I also played and finished Duo Dashum. Okay. And Final Fantasy IV Complete is finally shipping from Amazon.ca. So if you're Canadian and still waiting for it to come into stock... Don't wait for your local store. It was delayed from the French manual. Go get it off of Amazon. There you go. Duodeshim. Sorry, chat room request. Um, okay, sweet. Manny, you're up, dude. 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 Uh, I finally beat Mass Effect 2. Okay. So that's cool. That is cool. Oh, that's it? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you played something this time, so that's an improvement. Oh uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm ready for. I don't think I'm going to go and get the the arrival DLC. Ah, uh, really? Based on Quinn, based on what Quinn said, and everyone else, it doesn't seem that pertinent. Uh, I'll I'll wait and pick it all up right before the next game comes out, and just run through but it then. I just wanted to finish up some big stuff because I know we're probably going to go see uh, Mass Effect three at E three. So I just wanted to make sure I wasn't cheating myself on Mass Effect two. Yeah, that's a good point. That'll be fun. Uh, yeah. So finish Oblivion. You don't want to spoil it. <laughs> for Skyrim you know those yeah. games tend to be set apart by many number of years and 200 years this time around yeah so I sh- I'm not worried about spoilers yeah, yeah. Um, also I've been watching Sons of Anarchy on Netflix and you must be wondering well that's not a game pick no well, it's the not. reason why well the reason why I, I mentioned that is because that, that show is basically GTA the, uh, Lost in the Damned the TV show ah okay so as a, as a result of watching that show on netflix i'm like i really want to play some gta i want to play some gta so i popped in uh the disc that i had and i said you know what i could play awesome damned again instead i just played ballad of gay tony so that's what i started checking out which is a lot of fun you know that point in uh those gta games where you're rich and you can go to all the nightclubs and you have tons of guns and money and lots of activities to do that's yeah. all of that's is that's this entire game. Basically, oh. Battle of the Gate Tony is like GTA Endgame. It's nothing but the crazy stuff. So there you go. Those are my two Those are my two picks. Go be Mass Effect 2 if you haven't already. You know, the funny thing is the way you people are talking about Mass Effect 2, I, I could swear that game came out like two or three years ago, but it's, it's really been like a year and it's some change. Mm-hmm. When we lived at Henley, Barnes Gander was stole by Tinkers. Chris, what's your pick of the week? <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. What am I missing, Sean? <laughs> oh, yes. I know what I forgot to talk about. Barnes Tender? No, I haven't had a chance to talk about the patchwork Pokemon gem. Oh, right. Because I've been gone for a month. Right. So I am now done two of my three patches. Um, we have 178 out of 180 patches claimed. 
and we have 15 complete. So it's very exciting to see how quickly we're progressing through this, and we're definitely going to make Did our Did someone do a dark cry? Do a what? A dark cry. Is Pokemon. that Generation 1? No. Then no. Okay. This is only a Generation 1 quilt. Got it. But, I mean, if this is successful, we're probably going to take a, a break over the Christmas and then start again in January and do, like, Generation 2. Got it. <laughs> okay. Which wow. is also not Dark Cry. Right. Okay. So, for those who want to check out more information, um, you can go to... Well, you can go to the Facebook ga- Facebook page. You just search for Patchwork, and I'm sure it will come up. Or you can go to... Uh, patchworkgym.com slash forums or you can go to patchworkgym.wordpress.com Okay. How long does it take to make one patch? Um, well, it varies from person to person. It's a 70 by 70 square, so it's 4,900 stitches. We're filling them in completely so that they sit better on the on the quilt. Um... It takes me, if I focus on it and don't play any games, it takes me about a week to do a patch, a week to 10 days. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, that you're basically looking at 500 stitches a day. So I stitch up to 100 stitches an hour, but I can go as low as 50 depending on what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Dedication. Dedication. Yes. Okay. And someday I will do a shaman patch for shaman. So, I've been uh, in my post-PSN, post-PSNocalypse, post-PSNopolis, I don't know how to say it right. I need a There's one. milestones on the Dover Road. As part of my post-PSN apocalypse <laughs> dealing with it, I've been playing some Final Fantasy XI with uh, oh. M- Michael Tidwell. I just forgot something. Yeah. I found a smug leaf pattern with a top hat. Oh, cool. Yes. Carry on. All right. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. So I've been playing some Final Fantasy XI. Kind of went back to that some. been playing that uh, with Michael Tidwell and on my own. I got my Red Mage up to 90. It's really, uh, it's really cool how they've overhauled the experience system. Like, you get experience like water now. So it's really good for grinding your levels out. But uh, unfortunately, that game... They keep improving some areas and leaving other areas like really far behind in the Stone Age. So like everything else about advancing your character that in that game still takes like massive efforts of coordination of multiple people with long schedules, long tasks, long, 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 slow, long, long, slow. It's kind of the theme of that game. It's just how that game is. It's a grindy sort of game. And they've fixed a lot of the grinding for the main experience system, but a lot of the other systems, it just takes a lot of effort, a lot of organization, and you just got to complete like a bazillion trials to like just get your new weapon that what you're supposed to do. Very frustrating. So uh, it's fun to play with and do all the new Abyssia stuff. I recommend it if you're into 11 and felt like going back and trying it out just uh, to go see what all that's about. And you'll be like, oh, I've been, I have a chance now to level this job up and try it. Yeah, that's all there for you, and you'll enjoy that, and you can try out those new jobs. But as far as getting end game gear and doing top end NM content, it's still the same old, same old. Very difficult to pug, very difficult to to get into unless you have an organized link shell and people to play with regularly. So, a uh, little plus and a little minus there. Uh, 
definitely having fun just getting experience though and and that's been and that's been a welcome change from my memories of 11 so that's that's all I'll bore you with on that other than that 11 I'm, out of 5 11 out of 5 other than that I'll go back to uh waiting for my portal 2 to come back online and finishing up Ghost Recon Shadow Wars so Sean 11 the very name resonates with those of courage and valor for in Vanadia alone are these most heroic souls found that's right so Sean yes what have you been playing one of the key draws of Wings of the Goddess is its appeal to players who are not necessarily focused on endgame quests. Chris, Chris. Right. Yes. Yes. I gave it an 11 out of 5. I remember. I note that that review is somehow missing from the game page. For, yeah, uh, that's interesting. I don't understand why. I don't understand why, yeah. Someone should probably fix that. It's probably a it's just database. It's just an HTML error. We can fix yeah. that. Yeah. Address that right yeah, away. That's right. What did I play? You have any picks or avoids for us? Uh, yeah. All right. Throw them at us. Well, you're out of range. Oh, okay. We need to move a little closer. Okay. Hold on. How about now? Okay. All right. uh, Final the Tom Fantasy... Jerry said nothing, but <laughs> one step closer. Final Fantasy IV Complete. Uh, I got that when it came out what, last week. Yes. So I've been playing it after I got done with Portal 2, which I'll talk about in a bit. I played it rather a lot of that and got up to uh, Tower of Babel before I set it aside. Uh, it's really, really well done, but it's clear that they're gearing it for an iOS release as well, just looking at it on the PSP. You say to yourself, aha! I see what they've done with the menus here. I, I recognize that font. This is going to the iOS eventually. So uh, if you would just like to wait, you probably can do that without too much fear. There'll be a port of it coming. I'm sure they'll announce it probably before the end of the year. Uh, it's really well done. A port of what? Final Fantasy IV Complete. To what? iOS. Really? Yep. Just look at the game and you'll say, aha, yeah. Mm, oh. That's what these design decisions. Okay. It looks nothing like, well, I mean, graphically it looks like 1 and 2 for the PSP, but the, men, the way the menus are designed, it's all prepared to be easily ported to iOS. All right. The then. font is the iOS font that they use for their iOS games. The menus are designed like their iOS ports, so it's just ready to go, basically. So all I got to do is put yep. the touch screen controls in, and off it will be. I want to be the least bit surprised. And then they'll release it on iPhone first, and a couple days later on iPad. On iPad, and they'll charge you for two dollars more. Oh, yeah. and then on Android, and then on your yeah. Q- and then on your toaster, and your, microwave. <laughs> yeah. your BlackBerry playbook. <laughs> So it's really well done. I like it a lot. Um, th- I think my favorite feature about it is that you can switch between the two soundtracks, both of which are excellent, really. So what? If you, if you don't like you the new remake... You can switch between the two soundtracks? On the fly, while you're in the game. You don't on have to go to the main... In Final Fantasy IV, they have a remix soundtrack? Yeah. I didn't know that. It's pretty good for the most part. There are a few bits where I'm not really thrilled with it. And then but you just switch it back. Just switch it back to the original, exactly. Wow. Brilliant idea. Every time anyone does a remake, this feature needs to be included. Yeah, Ease does that. On Ease 1 and 2, you get three soundtracks to choose from. (laughs) This is how it ought to be. Um, Brilliant. Absolutely well done. The graphics are astonishing. They are pixel um, perfect on the PSP. They're not... These haven't been compressed or anything. They were made for the PSP, so every pixel matters. And And iOS. And iOS, yeah. <laughs> well, they have a retina display, so they'll right. be getting the full advantage. And it looks brilliant. It really does. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it, and I'm happy to say that they seem to be using the DS translation, but they've done away with the terrible voice acting 
that that went with that. Though some of the cutscenes are still there, the uh, ones that were on the DS. Really? And yeah, oh. like there's a there's a scene in where you run into Leviathan and the ship goes down in like whirlpool and stuff. And okay. They put that in, so the cutscenes are still there, but not the voice acting. Um, it's really good. It's if you're wondering, it's the original difficulty and everything. So if you prefer the easy type mode that came out in Japan or the slightly less easy American version that came out here. Uh, I think there's an easy setting that you can turn on, but the normal mode is just ah. the original. So really great. I love it. I'm, I'm enjoying it though. Not as much as I think I did back when I first played it because it's not aged particularly well. It's kind of linear and restrictive and you know, all the things that people say about FF4. TF2. I played that this week. There are new hats now, Chris, for Mount and Blade, if you're pre-ordering that. New hats. Yeah, new hats. Mount. Hats. Wait, what? What is the game Did you see hat? the PBZ hats? If you pre-order... What? Mountain Blade. Mountain Blade, you get TF2 hats? Yeah, they do this all the time, Chris. Okay. Pre-order yeah. games on Steam, get hats in TF2. I want to know more about Plants vs. Zombie hats. How do I do that? No. Oh, yeah, really, there are two new hats that came out for TF2. They aren't released yet. They they came in for the patch, yeah. and haven't haven't been so people data mined uh, it, launched and just found it. Them. right, right, right. I mean, they data mine every single patch. Okay, and uh, it's a it's one is a, a, a what do you call those a cone mm-hmm. like a road cone that has blood dripping down it, and the other one is a bucket that's stained with blood. So I can pay 20 bucks and get the Mountain Blade Complete Pack. And you'll get hats for TF2. Not right. those hats, though. You'll get the Hetman's headpiece for the engineer and a Janissary catch for the spy. And those wow. are pictured on the development blog. You're going to see they look Is, like... Did you buy it just for the hats, Sean? No, I don't. Those aren't, those aren't classes. Now, if they were pyro hats, okay. which I have all of, then okay. absolutely I would buy that for the hat. Right. So you, you didn't buy... Hat. You're not recommending Mountain Blade to people. No, because it doesn't have pyro hats in it. Right. How could I recommend it? No, I, I understand. That, that is an issue. So, I, I love I love hats, Chris, and I have many of them in real life and in TF2. Though, Fair enough. sadly, I have more hats in TF2 than I have in real life. I'm working on this, but it requires more money. You should donate to Lucifer.com, and then I can buy more hats. Right. I hope I hope my staff aren't listening to this and that they don't think that's what I'm doing with the money. Because it would be best if they didn't find out that I'm using all the money to buy hats. Right. Yeah. That would be a problem. Yeah, it's best. Because then they'll want hats, too. And really, I can't afford to give them hats if I'm buying myself hats. That's... I know. Who can do that? That's no. such a burden. Not in this Not in this market, Chris. I know. Why would people expect you to do that? That's just so selfish of them. Selfishness, really. It is. It's so- we need a hat bailout. That's what we need from the government. Ooh. <laughs> I'm, I'm behind that. Get to work on that, President Obama. Hats for all. I just want to well, know if Mountain Blade is worth buying. I don't know. It's got hats, Chris. So, you know, that's that's a major point in its favor. Oh, and it's Western. That's key. You haven't oh. tried... Uh, have you tried the After Years yet, Sean? Oh, I played it on the Wii. Um, oh, okay. From what I understand, it's relatively unchanged because, you know, the appearance. Which is to say that it's the so, difficulty is up and down all over the place. And then why did you buy this version? I don't have a Wii anymore. Oh, and right. it's Final Fantasy IV on the PSP. That's like a really nice remade, brilliant version. Okay. That's not the terrible that's DS version. That's not the DS version. <laughs> so I, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I'm just worried about the after years part, which is when my enjoyment will probably plummet to earth and then crash and burn. But we'll okay. see. Um, Final Fantasy X, I finished that this week for the third time. It 
has uh, it's not as bad as I remember it being, and I remembered it being pretty awful. Um, it has really great points, like just really sublime, wonderful, beautiful sections. And then what it creates, it destroys two scenes later by having just abominable, awful, terrible scenes. So the result is you balance it all out. It's kind of like mediocrity with a good battle system. Oh, well. Um, I finished Portal 2, both single player and co-op modes. I finished single player on day one. And it was the best gaming experience I've had since Portal 1, which was itself the best gaming experience I have had in... Who knows how long. So get this game. It is a must-buy. Brilliant. Phenomenal. Amazing game. Some of the best writing I've ever seen anywhere, full stop. And free DLC pack this summer. DLC number one is free for everyone. Mac, PC, 360, PS3. Assuming PSN is up by then. Yes. And uh, the co-op mode was great fun, though. I think that on the whole, the puzzles were a bit easier than the one-player mode. There was only one puzzle where um, Biggs and I had to stop for a minute and really think. But the rest of them, we just kind of chug through without any pause. Yeah, I'm hoping by the time I can play co-op that um, someone's still around who I can play it with who hasn't played it. I think Reeton's waiting to play with you, so That there would be cool. That, that, that would work. Thanks, as Reeton. long as we're not playing 14, then you can have Reeton. <laughs> but like, I have but he, he no longer looks like a giant peep. That disappoints no, me. No, now he's dressed in chainmail, which... We did see someone else dressed in the peep costume, though, which caused us both to laugh. Yeah. And then I reminded Reeton that once upon a time he'd looked like that too, so he shouldn't laugh. He should just remember, remember with somber recognition of what he once looked like. <laughs> About a week after I saw the screenshot of Reeton in that armor, I finally saw a Peep for the first time, and I like just doubled over laughing in the middle <laughs> of my grocery store, and people were looking at me very funny. <laughs> it's Reeton on a shelf. Yeah, it's true. It, it did look it's true. <laughs> So I've been playing that as well. Um, Reed and I got to rank 32 on our main jobs, so now we're going to go back and level our, our what we call our ultimate. I mean, it's not sub-jobs, but you get the abilities of other jobs, and so some of them are useful. And we have our other ones are 30, so we're going to try to bring them up to 32, and then we're going to back and forth them to avoid hey, fatigue. what is the cap in 14 right now? 50. Still 50. Level, rank 50, yep. And you level have no idea how it's going to convert over. To the new job system? Yeah. It'll probably stay the same. It'll just be that they'll change the, the way that jobs are done. I think they're going to get rid of the let's hook your job to your weapon thing. I mean, that's all well and good, but the problem is your weapons run out of durability really fast. It's another thing that needs to be addressed, by the way. Weapon durability. Armor durability. Did they finally take the damn durability off my underwear yet? Because that's yeah, just yeah, so yeah. irritating. That's been gone okay, for go a long time. Yeah. Oh, all their garments, they don't have durability anymore. People complain about durability so much, I think that its days are numbered. It's not going away soon, but it's going to keep getting well, nerfed. And nerfed and it, then they're going to get they made it so hard to deal with was the problem. Yeah. Durability I mean, in WoW works fine. You go exactly, up, you click repair, you're done. But, done, exactly. But in, in 14, durability is absurd. You have to repair your items one by one, and the cost to repair them is many, many, many times greater than the cost to simply buy a new one. Yeah, you know, in WoW you go, you repair your your all of your armor. Your armor is probably worth what sixty gold at most f- per piece. You repair the whole bunch of it for you know four to five gold, and if you had a bad night, maybe thirty or forty gold. In uh, FF14, you know your your weapon costs you maybe a hundred k, and all of your gear costs you maybe thirty k a piece, and every piece will cost you like two hundred k to get it repaired, right. and it's not fully repaired; it's to seventy five percent. 
So, you know, it'll just be broken in another couple hours of play. And yeah. And even worse is to get it repaired, you need a material, but the chances are good it can fail to be repaired. Yeah, it, well, they fixed that for the most part oh, okay. now, where you don't have to have the material. And if you go to the NPCs, they'll charge you through the nose. It's the people who are repairing it need the material. And if they're within anything even close to the level of the item, they're almost guaranteed to succeed. Hmm. So. Okay, because, yeah, I remember um, a couple people in my link shelf that were, like, cussing because they'd brought something to someone to be repaired and it broke. Yep. So, you know, I think that the way that durability is handled is really cumbersome, much like the way that they handle, you know, bizarring. So we'll see, much like bizarring, I think we'll see them generally trending towards WoW until eventually it becomes like WoW. So we're getting there. It's not it's not overnight, of course. No one expects Rome to be built in a day, but one watches and waits. One is amused when they finally say, well, you know, we've decided to come up with this idea. We'll, we'll call it an auction house. Right. And everyone's like, yes, really? <laughs> You've never invented heard of that before. That. Yeah. You amazing people. How you amazing. You came up people. with that. You're, you're very smart. Yeah. yeah. Um, I played 3D Game Heroes all day long yesterday. Oh. Uh, second time playing through that game. Liking it? I love that game. And I forget about it. I, I finished it. I put it on the shelf and you forget that you own it. And I thought, well, I feel like playing some Zelda. And rather than playing Zelda 1, I thought, oh, I'll play some 3D dot game heroes. That game never ceases to amaze me how clever it is. Ah. It's one of the games that I have for my PS3. I need to play it. It's good. It's really good. If you like Zelda 1 for the Nintendo or Zelda Link to the Past for the Super Nintendo. I'm like really massively play. huge fan of Link to the Past. Yeah. You'll, you'll love too. this game. It's, it feels so, so much like a classic Zelda game. And the, the writing is, again, brilliant. It's replete with jokes about other Atlas games and 8-bit games. Excellent. I need to play it. If you've played any classic NES games, you'll get something out of it, because there's a joke in there. I wish I could recognize all the box art loading screens. Unfortunately, it's all Japanese box art. Alas, it is. Yeah. Um, Let me see. I played a little bit of Lunar Silver Star Story Complete. That's for the PS1, not the recent release. Mm -hmm. Time has not been particularly kind to the engine of that game. Oh, then uh, you should play the PSP version. No, no, I'm sorry. I got. I can't. I can't do it without hearing the voices from Working Designs now. Oh, I, I, okay. They they've become enmeshed with the characters to such well, a degree. Did they get degree. some of them back? I think a few of them. Yeah. No, no, just the girl that sang. Yeah, just Luna. Just no, and it's no, not just even her singing Luna. voice. Just, just the singing, the singing voice. Oh, that's, oh, that's too bad. Funny. In fact, I, uh, Vic went somewhere and was lambasting her for breaking ranks. What? <laughs> what does that mean? He had all of the... So the story goes, someone please tell me if this is correct or incorrect. So the story goes that Vic banded together all of the original VAs from Silver Star Story Complete and convinced them that they shouldn't do it for the new one. Why? But the girl who's... It's Vic. <laughs> Because he wants to keep the value up. That's why there was no um, greatest hits release of Lunar Silver Star Story Complete. The same exact reason. He's like, no, no, I'm not doing that. Because then people will be able to get it elsewhere, you know, for cheaper. And it will drive down the value of the people who bought our big fancy box version. So no John Truitt as Magic Emperor Galleon means for me no copy of Lunar for PSP. Hmm. That's too bad. Gotta have, gotta have him, because... 
So, but yeah, the, the girl who sang came back and, and broke ranks. Fooey. Well, She's considering his company isn't going anywhere, I don't know why you'd listen to anything he has to say. Well, you know my opinion of he's, him. He's busy re-releasing Sunsoft ports. <sighs> and even that, I think, is failing now that Hudson went... I don't even know why. Um, they didn't go... They got bought out by Konami. Yeah, and they killed the U.S. branch. I know. Completely. Yeah, I know. I don't so don't look for any remakes. Which is great like because I don't even know. I I, 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 I think I just pulled that out of my butt Konami. that those are connected and they probably and aren't. I just I just love the fact that there are a couple of my friends that work at Konami and some of the positions they complain they can't fill are people they fired from Hudson. Well, there's that, <laughs> and of course, Mother One and Two, which I just started playing twenty minutes ago or whatever it was. The fan translations. I'm looking forward to doing that this week. And also on Monday, I'll start playing Master's Thesis, which I think it's got about four months of gameplay in it. So I'm looking forward to finishing that around August 20th. So Master's I recommend, Thesis. Yeah, Master's <laughs> Thesis. I recommend you check that one out if you... So, the what, Legend of Zelda plot? Master's Thesis. <laughs> what, what, what plot does the Master's Thesis have? Uh, well, this Master's Thesis plot, at least it's particular to the individual, apparently. Um, the, the version I've got is... Uh, the political thought of Andrew Marvell as juxtaposed against the political thought of uh, Thomas Hobbes in his Leviathan. So, really? Can, yeah. So the Cromwellian poetry of Marvell, Leviathan by Hobbes. How are they similar? Indeed, are they similar? I contest that they are. So. Okay. I can I contest that Marvell is not ambiguous in his political thought. Rather, that he is a Hobbesian. And this that is, you can tell this from his Cromwellian. This is going to be an English literature degree, right? Uh, yes, this completes my master's degree in lit. And okay. then I will go off and... Oh, actually, I won't go off. I'll be applying for doctoral programs while I'm writing this. Cool. So, we'll Good see luck. who will give me the most money to come and study romantic poetry somewhere. <laughs> hmm. That's basically how it works. You go to where the money is. So it doesn't really matter if it's like some lower tier school. Because unfunded acceptance at, you know... Cornell doesn't help me at all. I need, I, I don't want wait lists or unfunded admissions. I need fully funded fellowships and grants. And if that means going to the University of Ohio or maybe even like some lower, like t- bottom rung school, like University of Wisconsin, Madison, then yeah. Why yeah. would you go there? <laughs> to be near you, Chris. No, don't, don't do it. <laughs> Ooh, that was creepy. <laughs> because I want to be near you. I want to be near you. Then he can podcast from your couch. <laughs> Looking forward to that. I'm in Coming your city. soon. I'm in your city. I'm in your city. Let's Chris go. is just waiting. It's going to happen. Let's go. We're going to end up in dog. Wisconsin. I like. I missed all the fun podcast stuff from from that crazy show that everyone was insulting him. I was getting drunk in his shower. I don't. Know you didn't miss much. About. I think she's talking about 100. Oh, okay. <sighs> Thanks for bringing that up. No problem. <laughs> Don't worry, I fired all the people responsible. Mm-hmm. Except Virginia, I hired her again. <laughs> I hired her again. <laughs> well, Nate's gone, so I'm like, who am I going to... Ah, Virginia's still around. Want your job back? You got it! I didn't have to do anything. I just, I had never bothered to delete all of her accesses, so I just told her, yeah, yeah I did it all. You were already set. <laughs> God, I'm lazy. That's why I hired someone else to do that job. But he's got mono, so he's not doing anything. 
How did your no, uh, Team Fortress 2 hiring deathmatch thing turn out? Oh, it was brilliant. Um, we had two people. They were their roommates, and they submitted applications, which were... I mean, they're both engineering students. They're both in the same year. They're both the same age. They both submitted reviews of Pokemon Black and White. Um, Gosh. Their, their applications were, were so similar that it was impossible to choose. So mm-hmm. I made them duke it out in TF2. Uh, in in game in sets to see who would win and Steven won, um, I think four four sets to one, so out of in a seven game uh, series, so he got the post, but then I decided that uh, I couldn't do that to anyone, so I also hired Dan as well, so we spent all that time online for nothing for basically fighting for my amusement like a cage match or gladiatorial combat. Hopefully, it wasn't actually because I suggested that. Did you suggest it? I did. Oh, well, <laughs> yes. Just it, was because, it's like... it was because you suggested it. There you go. That's why. <laughs> so it's my fault. I, like I went to bed that night, and I, I was lying there in bed, and I thought, oh, this is terrible. Poor Dan. He'll feel so disappointed. <laughs> you think? So I got, I, got, I got on Skype, and I said, so... uh, tell Dan that he's hired, too. <laughs> I'll hire everyone. Everyone's so now, hired. Go work at Lucifer.com. Indeed. If you, if you read the site, you now work for me. Congratulations. five. Everyone you now have there. more staff than readers. It's amazing. What mm-hmm. a feat. Gosh. Okay. We have a big summer thing coming up. We're going to be sending a bunch of people to you. So To me? You. Well, not you specifically. Oh. I mean, why would you do that? But um, we, we've got the summer of Seacoden coming up at the beginning of June, where we're going to have a Seacoden 1 playthrough. And we're going to have a big link to RPG Gamer saying, if you like RPGs, you might want to go to the site that people talk about called Cat Fancy. And here's a link. And they'll come to you, and they'll be confused initially, perhaps, by the fact that you're not called Cat Fancy at Cat Fancy. But what, whatever you want to do, I guess. I mean, if you guys want to confuse people, that's your business. Yes. And then we'll send them to Seco Source as well, because you know, speculation about the future of the Seacoden series based on absolutely nothing is what we kind of excel at. Mm-hmm. Will there be Seacoden Six for the PS3? Absolutely, based on something that someone on an internet forum somewhere said about. It a couple of years ago. Definitely. Definitely. Look forward to that coming in Definitely. June. Look at that breaking news, Chris, for your podcast. Right. Breaking news. Sakodan 6 on the PS3 in June. Our, so, so says RP Game. Right. What's going to come out this week, but delayed due to the PSN outage. Indeed. Now you get the. You're going to have such a spike in readership now from the Sakodan fans. You should thank me. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That was a long what you've been playing. <laughs> that was pretty long. Got, well, you know, I'm out of school this one week. And it makes up, I try to make up in one week for the, you know, preceding five months of critical theory, which uh, <sighs> ended with a dinner party the other night. I've, I've actually have to, I had to fight with a professor this semester. It's never happened before. Where I may have to contest a grade. Really? Yeah. I've, I never, I mean, my professors generally love me and I get on really well with them and I give them a real hard time in class. I'm a, something of a smart ass. And this time, not so much. The professor is unimaginative and has no sense of humor and is unable to tell the difference between jokes and reality or indeed between reality and metaphysical existence. And I wrote a largely metaphysical paper and she couldn't understand it at all it's beyond her capability. So. We had a big fight. About what? Um, I, my, I wrote a paper about I how... I understand. <laughs> well, 
how 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 Victorians treat travel writing. You know, there's four principles of travel writing, and I said these principles of travel writing also apply to when they write about memory. And I said, so for the Victorians, memory is a kind of travel. You know, and that makes sense because few people in the Victorian era could afford to travel. It's expensive. It's something that's done by leisured classes. But everyone understands memory. You know, it's a human experience. So if you write about travel writing like you write about memory, then everyone can understand travel writing. So I, I wrote a very large research paper about this, and she was like, well, this poem you, you talk about, I mean, there, there's very little travel in it. It's, it's, it's just a big memory. Like, that is kind of the point, you know, that... <laughs> I'm not talking about how literal travel is literal travel. I mean, it doesn't, that doesn't make that. What, what does that prove? <laughs> travel writing is like travel writing. It's true. It's true. Sometimes when I read travel books, I, I, I use that to plan future travel. Indeed. What a leap of, of imagination that takes. So, it's quite interesting. They're useful books. This professor then told me that I should really consider whether or not I belong in the graduate program. So it's not graduate-level thinking, apparently. <laughs> Despite the fact that she's given me straight fours in her course until that point. So, what does that mean? Yeah, that, that kind of makes me WTF. You know, four, I had received a 4.0 on like the other 12 assignments. In Are that fours course. good or bad? That's, that's the highest grade you can get. So okay. there's nothing beyond that. So then I, I turn in this, this thesis prospectus for her course, and she's like, no, this isn't graduate-level work, and you should really consider whether or not you belong in this program. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Really? So I wrote her a really nasty response back, and she didn't like that. I said, you know, if, if you can find the undergraduate capable of proposing a thesis this sophisticated, I will gladly yield my place in this department to him. But barring that unlikely outcome, you can expect this to be my final paper anyway. So. Well, why would you do a paper that you know she's going to grade poorly? Because she basically, you know, I basically said, you don't understand my thesis, and I'll try to explain it in my paper. Mm-hmm. And then she said, well, I, I've already told you what I think you ought to do. And I said, okay, well, thanks for your advice, but I'm going to write a, a good paper and not a pedantic paper. I don't need to r- drive home that travel writing is travel writing. <laughs> that seems rather foolish to me. So she said, well, you can always you know, appeal your grade if you don't like it, if you think it's unfair. And I said, okay, well, thank you for letting me know what my options are. And uh, I just, you know, full disclosure, I'll consider a literal reading of a metaphysical paper to be unfair. But I ran into her at a dinner party a couple nights ago. So that was, that was lovely. You invited her or you had her over? No, she was there. It was a department thing oh. at Meadowbrook Hall, which is this really, really big house. It's the oh. fourth largest home in the United States. It's this, it was owned by the Dodge family, like the car. You so. have an exciting life, Sean. It's not. It's really, but I didn't want to go, quite honestly. <laughs> I had a crushing headache. So I ran into her there and she was very, very nice, which I take other to mean that you know, she's, she's read my this. paper and yeah. she feels better and oh, maybe he's not, you know, an idiot. Or she's read my paper and she hates it and she's smiling because she's able to get sadistic revenge. So I think it's got a sinister turn. Chris. Oh, so the paper's already done and submitted. Yeah, oh. They, oh, everything's done. She uh, issued grades yesterday. So I'll find out what happened and whether or not I have to appeal it on Monday. Sweet. Looking forward to doing that. I think you may have wanted to consider a different topic. But I think we may want to consider a different topic to end this show on. So I'm going to tell you guys, if you want to submit feedback to RP Gamer or your own metaphysical comments on travel writing and how it's the effective way to write travel writing for people who can't travel is to make it about memories... Yeah, I'm trying right, my best to understand right. it. Kind of right. More <laughs> kind or of less. Right. 
<laughs> or make it in the, the style of recalling a memory or something like that. Indeed, that's exactly. Yeah. Yes. Use the same motifs, Chris. Use okay. the same motifs. Same motifs. You can do that at podcast at rpgamer.com where we will accept your thesis papers and I guarantee you we'll get a, <laughs> we will give you a four out of four. You will be at full points. Can we give them an eleven out of five in in homage to Lucifer? No, Anna Anna, four is the highest you can get. Well, no way, eleven out of five is way better. Alright, we'll give you eleven out of five. Also email us your MP threes. You can yeah, we'll give you two grades. <laughs> one for effort, one for content, and they will both be max. So isn't that great? So you will get... We'll oh, quick sing- disclaimer. RP Gamer degree may not actually provide you with a future. Oh, we're not giving or- you a degree. We're just giving you a grade. <laughs> you can just get the grade. Yeah, we're not qualified for your That was the point of submitting your thesis to RP Gamer University. Because you want to feel good about yourself, Manny. Don't you want people to feel good about themselves? It's like the trophy like the you get when you're... When you're it's like the trophy you get when you're playing um, Junior League Softball. Everybody gets a trophy, even if you yeah, lose. Everyone. everyone gets the same trophy. <laughs> and just because there isn't enough for Chris to censor in this episode, it's just like masturbation. <laughs> I'm not censoring anything in this episode. Screw it. I'm tired. <laughs> Screw it. It's going well, up like live. Master- it's a sad, lonely affair. What? Do it live. <laughs> All right. And I got to finish this. All right. So podcast RP Gamer for your emails. Podcast.rpgamer.com for your MP3 files. Board.rpgamer.com. Let's go to the latest updates forum. Contribute to the thread. We'd love to hear your stuff there. Call us at 608-729-4098. Get, we love to play your voicemails on the show. And hopefully we'll have some for you next week. And that's all I've got. You've listened to our picks. You've listened to our news. You've listened to us bitch about the PSN and the master's program at whatever university Sean's at. Um, I think I, I don't think we got anything else to give you. So go eat some lunch. And everyone have a good day. Until next week, everyone. Goodbye. I'm totally uh, eating. Can you hear Tinkers! <laughs> <laughs>